Space Calgary's largest nonprofit fandom convention. Oda Fest provides fans of all ages with geeky interests, a friendly place where they feel they can belong. While we may not be able to provide a physical place for fans to get together and celebrate those common interests this year, we are thrilled to offer an online alternative, Odafest 2021, a live streamed event. With interactive programming from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Odafest 2021 will be a safe, fun, and exciting convention experience unlike any we've ever hosted before. More information will be announced over the next few months, so keep an eye out for a sneak peek into this year's features and programming. Lovers, I hope you can join us this year as we embark upon a brand new adventure. Adventure! Adventure that time! That hurt me to read. But it actually made reading it easier because I had like three seconds every two words to pause and read ahead. That was an excellent Captain Kirk uh, impersonation. I'm very reading. proud of you. Thank you. Thank can you. be difficult, but if you speak out the words, it can be simpler. I mean, that was the whole reason he did it. Is that he actually forgot his lines? He forgot his lines a lot. Is so... that really what was going on? Yeah, it's actually, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, canon to the character. It is canon to sense. the character. That's that's just how Captain Kirk speaks, but I didn't realize that that was it, the reason because, that like, iconic speech pattern came about. Yeah, he forgot a lot of his lines, and he'd have to like sort of parse them. He like he remembered them, but he, it always took him a while, so he would just be like, you know, next line, do the thing. Nice. Oh, no, Spock. I've been shot. Well, goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Spock. So. Spock. Jay got shot. <laughs> Are you going to get shot in that Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale? Is there a Battle what? Royale too? Now? God. Yeah. They, they announced that, uh, that, one, that one of the two mobile games they're coming out with is a Battle Royale or something like that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. But okay, I, I feel the need to mock some of the FF7 like game names because I've noticed a pattern ever since oh, yeah? they started off with Advent Children and like during that trio of other games that they released around that time and then like with the new Ever Crisis that got announced, there is an obsession with naming FF7 games with names that have like two main words in it and the second one always starts with a C. So Dirge of Cerberus, Advent Children, Crisis Core, Before Crisis, and now they've announced Ever Crisis. And it's like, okay, so the next one down the line has to start with an F. I wonder which one that one would be. But the second word has to be a C word of some sort. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that's not the case with the new or the second portion of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII. The uh, Fast remake and Furious Intergrade. So it's not an upgrade or a downgrade, but it's a side grade. Nice. <laughs> I so, guess. Does that mean that's not a grade at all? No, that's exactly what a grade is. You can have a zero no. percent grade. I mean, we don't want to talk about ice like that. But yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. What's the lowest score you ever got in school? Uh, in school? Ooh, what was the lowest, lowest mark that I ever got? In high school? 
or maybe in school like, in general, but high school was like of some consequence, maybe. In high school, I want to say it was like 53 to 55 in that range. There what were a few times where I just barely passed. Was uh, that like a, was that a low, like, was that a class mark or was that a test? A class mark, class mark. Okay. So there would have been uh, one math class where we, uh, our math teacher was the football coach and he was legendarily shitty. Oh, dear. Uh, like, I think the highest mark in that class was a 65. Hmm. Lovely. Uh, yeah. And then the other one, the other one was uh, world history with uh, another legendarily poor teacher. Uh, but that one was entirely my fault. Like, it wasn't up to him. Uh, there were actually a lot of people in the class who got, like, 90s. So the reality is there was a, uh, a final summative evaluation where it was worth like 30% of your mark, your final grade. And uh, he said right at the beginning of the class, yeah, if you don't do this project, like there's like two or three students who've ever passed my class without doing this project. And so I just heard that and I was like, challenge accepted, motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> nice turnaround. <laughs> so now I am, I am part of the unique... Unique few who've passed some asshole's world history class without doing the big project. Right. Wow, that's a turnabout if I ever heard one. <laughs> um, How about you, Nance? Were you a uh, big keener? Okay, so I was. I was enrolled in the IB program in high school. Um, there was one Look chemistry teacher. <laughs> Sorry? Look where it got you. Yeah, in the same gutter as this, as everybody else in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's the the millennial challenge, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I had this legendarily awful chemistry teacher, but she only taught chemistry IB. So after the first month of just like listening to her verbal abuse, just like outright failing her tests because they were so unreasonably written, like I'd never struggled with learning material like this ever in the past. And I just decided I didn't want this class anymore, so I downgraded to, or I moved to a non-IB regular chemistry class, 98 after that. Nice. Nice. But it was just like, I, I couldn't stand her. I don't know how anybody else just like suffered through it. I have a huge thing. Like I, I think the lowest mark I ever got was probably about 80 something in high school. I don't really remember what the score was for class mark um i did fail purposefully a junior high class which was like this kind of computer class because it was just like sort of i don't remember what that old program was for microsoft that was like microsoft front page or something like that oh, oh yeah front i remember page. that oh yeah. no and it was a class on that like because obviously it was sort of around turn of the millennium ish time where they were like hey maybe learning to make a web page would be important we'll, well yes, do that but and I took that class as an option, and I played mm -hmm. Neopets instead. Nice. Oh, God, Neopets. I haven't played with that Hell in so yeah. long. Are they still around? So, uh, I it's, believe it's a pay-to-play pay model or something nowadays. And they survived? But it is still. Yeah. Oh. I think so. Uh, there were multiple mm. times. Like I remember at one point, the forum on Neopets uh, got yeah. raided by 4chan because they found out that Neopets fired all of the moderators. Oh, wow. And then they just, like, a few days later, a few weeks later, I can't remember what exactly happened, but they just removed the whole forum aspect from Neopets. Oh, wow. I could see that. 
Also, I can't I remember, remember if it was Neopets or Gaia that got like bought out by Scientology. I oh don't dear! Know. It might have been both. Um, I never I did. I, I only that played you a little got bit. Rewarded. I remember you got rewarded for participating in like the Neopets forums. That's how people would like go and and get bonus currency basically to spend on their pets. And I was just like, oh, I have to, I have to actually interact with people. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was all like I was a young, I was a young lad, and uh, my parents were like, "Internet chat rooms are dangerous. There's weirdos in there." <laughs> so I just didn't use them. Oh, that's like one of my favorite like sort of nostalgia memes is like back in the day. There's a meme where it's like back in the day, like, "Oh, don't talk to anybody. Don't give away any information." And then um, but now it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you all my information so that I can get my box of Smarties in about." 30, 30 minutes. Yes. <laughs> gonna gonna order from the 7-Eleven three blocks away and someone's gonna bring me Smarties. Uh, but I have to give them my credit card information. No big deal. No problem. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Give me give me give me my snack. Give me my snackums. I want my snackums. Um, lots of so I know we're talking about some old stuff. There's been a lot of sort of old stuff in the news kind of recently. Um, we were, we touched upon it really early. Uh, well, obviously, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, is a remake of an old game anyways. Uh, the second part's finally coming out, um, which is, again, FF7 Remake Intergrade. They're all like, ooh, check out Yuffie. And, and I'm just like, I hate Yuffie. She stole my shit. What's wrong uh, with you? She stole my shit. How dare you? you? Yeah, she the first time she stole all my shit, shit, I was really mad at her. Like, I was... I don't forgive. I was fuming. But she's forgive. adorable. After you get to know her, but at first she's kind of a jerk to you. She steals your shit. Wow. She's wow. also not that useful of a party member, so there's not that much. All these about all her. these Yuffie haters up in this chat. What the fuck? Hey, I don't hate her. I was just really hurt by like the first time you meet her and you trust her. And One things are good, is and then far she too steals many. everything. Angelo, I need you to stop simping for Yuffie. She steals Whoa. No. I'll let her steal my heart. Ooh, yeah, okay. Great. Tell me about Good the pile of Yuffie fan fiction that's under your bed. Uh, uh pff, no, that's where Dio keeps her socks. Aw, socks are that's... more important than fan fiction, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's something. Um, <laughs> why does she keep them under your bed? I don't know. She just has like boxes of uh. Like these these collapsible boxes that she keeps a bunch of stuff in, and and old socks happen to be one of them. Hmm. I, was I don't, like, I don't all, look drawers. into her boxes of things. First of all, drawers. Second of all, bed socks. Old bed socks. I'm not judging, but I am. They're curious. not dirty. They're just old socks. Yeah. Socks right. you've had for a while. Yeah. Um. I guess, again, the Final Fantasy VII thing looks pretty good. I'm, I'm interested because uh, that first part of Final Fantasy VII Remake was pretty damn cool. They did so much with it. Mm -hmm. They, I, I, I'll be honest, like, I'm curious to see, like, it's supposed to come out on PC soon, I think. Has, um, now that I part. think about it, has... Part, yeah, part one hasn't come out on PC yet, has it? No, but I believe it was confirmed that it has a limited exclusivity uh, for PlayStation. I just don't okay. know if it was for a one-year 
for however long the actual length of the piece was. Fair enough, fair enough. Pause. But I am looking forward to it. Thankfully, there's many other games that I can take up my time with right now on Steam. Yeah. Um, and other stuff in general. Because, like, the Diablo 2 remaster got announced. Uh, and we talked about that last podcast. Mm-hmm. And me and my junior high friends got back together. And we're playing Diablo 2. Nice. <laughs> like, the original. And I've already sunk maybe a solid 30 hours into it at this point. Dear God. Wow. So that's what you're doing with all your time not working. Having fun with friends. How dare you? For nostalgia reasons, too. You know, I'm sorry that I'm not getting together with them physically and licking everyone's faces. But this will have to do. Spreading uh, demon blood uh, upon the ground, rather. But it's been good times. It looks terrible. But it looks better than I thought it would. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite class that you like to play? Uh, Paladin, which is also the most common class, but it's just like, it's not only because it just like destroys stuff, but it's one of those self-sustaining classes, generally speaking, that's not too glass cannon. Um, and I don't know, I think he's pretty fun. He's pretty versatile. He has some fun builds that you can make. So I have a good time with him, mostly. Um, a lot of my, I, I'm not in RPG games of any kind. I'm not a magic that's a big thing for some reason. I'm always like rogue, assassin type characters, uh, sometimes warrior types, sometimes monk types. But I'm, you almost will never find me playing a wizard or a uh, sorceress in Diablo 2, for example. I don't know what it is, but I'm not attuned to magical characters. Hmm. What about you, Angelo? What kind of characters do you like to play? I have never played Diablo 2. But like in general, oh, like uh, RPG characters. In general, care? I uh, I play whatever character lets me go unga bunga and throw myself at the at the mobs. So you're sort of the same as me. Tank sounds like like warrior types, tank types. Tank yeah. types are uh, definitely more fun because you don't have to figure out how to dodge or anything. If there is a dodge <laughs> mechanic in the game, right? Uh, but yeah, I I just like uh, characters. That let me just stand in one place and beat the enemy with my stick. Or fists. Bare fists. Fists are great, too. That's that's fair. Hmm. Fists are just beating people with a stick, but with less steps. Exactly. Yeah. How about Mm -hmm. you, Nance? I am usually a ranged person, whether that's like... If we're talking bows or if it's magic. Um, I typically gravitate towards support characters. So I'd be the one who's like buffing the tank and making sure that the enemies have debuffs on them. That sort of thing. I mean, that's always useful. I super appreciate it. As someone who do the ungabung as well. And a healer. I always wanted to do like ranged characters in a lot of different like MMOs or other RPGs. I would try, like, archers or archer-like classes, and they consistently felt bad. Like, I understand. I, That's how I feel about magic characters. The, I don't know what it is. It always feels like you're just... You're, you're, you, you string up an arrow. You pull it back. Your arm is struggling to hold such a heavy war bow. You let loose the, 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 the fletching. 
and it flies straight and true. And then it slaps whatever mob it hits in the face like a damp noodle. <laughs> like, not even yeah. wet, because that much water would have more mass than whatever you hit it with. Um, some games are like that as well, where you, like, you can uh, get, like, a couple headshots, and it doesn't really, like, kill the enemy because of how much HP they have. But they just have arrows sticking out their faces, and you're like, why did I even try? Exactly. Like... The Skyrim almost felt good about it. I feel like if I dedicated myself to the bow more in Skyrim, it would have been rewarding. But hitting them with a giant axe was far more rewarding. Right. Just straight I, up. I get it. I, I get it. Like, I've played classes where you basically go swinging a broadsword around, and it's satisfying to slap people around with it. Exactly. See, I, I even don't really do slicing weapons that much i am truly the bunga of ungas i am a blunt force master where it's like i think i've talked about it before where hammers i have like an affinity towards hammer weapons in games war hammers uh, yeah like hammers war hammers uh and again like fists anything that's like blunt force damage i'm all about just like crushing nice in games and mm. i don't know what it is but it works and I love the feel that they usually impart in video games. So it goes a long way for me. Uh, I don't know if anyone uh, knows that you can play like a wrestling type of character in Skyrim, for example. What? Where if you go like, if you go fists only and you know how this kill cam moves? I think I've talked about this. Yeah, sometimes you, know you like grab them by the neck and you like punch them in the gut a few times and then slam but, them like, down. But you know what I mean? Like there's kill. So anytime that you're about, do you ever like suplex a bitch? You can suplex a bitch. What the you fuck? Can, if you wow. sneak, if you sneak up behind uh, a character, it doesn't have to be sneak. I think, but sneak also gets multiplied with like crit damage, for example. Yes. So the game calculates that you're about to do a one hit kill, uh, and while you're unarmed in Skyrim, so sneaking will help proc that, and then you go behind the guy. He, your guy will grab him by the waist and German suplex a guy and he dies. And what? It's amazing. Wait, I had you no can idea this was a thing. someone to death. Yeah. It's, I uh, had wow. no idea this was a thing. That's the power of the bunga. And I'm committed to that lifestyle. Wow. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I 100% understand where you're coming from, where like blunt force weapons are very satisfying. Mm -hmm. But. But one game out there does the slicing weapons perfectly, and that's Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, like, Revengeance. That's the, one... that's the one with Raiden. Uh, and so, like, yeah, that's the one with the the, the, the weird uh, the senator or whatever, isn't it? Yes, the animal machine, yeah. son. So, like, it, yeah. like you say, like, uh, for me, with giant swords and everything, it's like, yeah, I just hit this person with the edge of a 40-pound sword. They should be cut in half. This It's bullshit that they're still in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the developers, Platinum Games, were like, yeah, yeah, this guy's right. You know? If you hit someone with a sword, they should be in, in two pieces at least. And then... <laughs> That's the key word, at least. Now at and least. then, like, when, when you get into, like, I don't know what they call it. I don't know what the mode is called because it's been, like, eight years since I've played the game. But you get to a frenzy mode and you're just, like, chopping. You're, like, cutting the, the screen with your mouse and you're just chopping these enemies into, like, 200 little pieces 
oh along wherever your your mouse drew. And then whenever you exit the frenzy mode, they just fall to the ground in like little cubes and, and you can like scoop the guts out of them. It's great. Ew. It's so satisfying. I mean, I really, I really relished that feeling the last time I played Witcher 3 because there are a lot of times where you just have finishing moves where you just slice people in half. And yes. it's gory, but it is really strangely Wh- like satisfying. Witcher 3, that's one of the great little details of combat in Witcher uh, that a lot of other RPGs, I feel like, don't quite get is that mm-hmm. a slicing weapon is exactly slices. what it's... Yeah, it slices... And, you know, a lot of the times, like, it, you know, it they'll do like, ends. oh, you'll get a stab, little stab move finisher or something like that. But no, you should absolutely be able to just, like, press X or A or whatever it may be. And it does the nice diagonal cut into their, like, torso. And it's that clean severance yeah. of flesh. And it yeah. is quite nice. I sound like a serial killer. But But it's true. I'm willing to commit to it because I appreciate those details in the game. This is your video game persona, though, so we're okay. Yeah, it's very good that video video game game uh, players are not, like, your real-life personality. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I guess that's a good question. Like, do you think you play games the way you do and it's somehow related to your real life personality? Or do you think you have a separation? Yes, uh, to a degree, but I'm definitely more psychotic in video games. I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty unga bunga guy in real life. <laughs> Do uh, you? <laughs> I, I also, so. I also in video games, I don't value my life at all. So I'll just take the most bullshit risks <laughs> in video games, and I'll just laugh okay. when I die. Like I'll laugh when it just doesn't pan out for me. Okay, there's there's a tangent I want to go into here. Okay, and it's related to this. And I apologize for getting slightly political here, but it is. Uh, I know you guys don't play GTA 5, but I'm sure everyone knows what GTA 5 is, GTA in general. Mm-hmm. And there is currently a movement or some kind of political um, proposition that they're making in some states in the U.S. to ban games like Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yes. Because... Again. Um, they're seeing a spike in car theft, for example, in the area. And they're really? saying that it's related to the video games. That sure, you do. know that cars were never stolen before Grand Theft Auto came out, right? Yeah, ever. Yeah, absolutely. Ever. And like they're saying, like, yeah, there's like a, a rise in it. But first of all... And it's not like there's Grand been Theft any Auto... events over the last couple of years that have put people in desperate financial uh, <laughs> positions that might right. cause them to turn to crime, Where to feed their crime families. Is a, crime is ten, tends to be an opportunistic thing and not just like a planned thing. Uh, that's be, a big yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's like... I'm, I'm tired of like anything fictional being blamed for the reason that things happen in real life. Like, Jaws created some kind of... uh, uh, When when Jaws was first released, yes, people were super scared of sharks. Sharks are endangered because of Jaws. Yes, but but statistically speaking, sharks don't do shit against humans, generally speaking. There's like, I think less than 50, like, 
deaths, less than 20 deaths a year even. Like, there's very few deaths by shark attack. But because of fictional media, it puts it... I don't know. Some people are more gullible. They must be. But, like, there's, like, this mob mentality that happens where everyone's like, oh, my God. It's because of this. It has to be. It sounds like conspiracy theorism, though. Like on one I don't hand, know if it's like they're just trying to find a cause without linking like that's with a basically conspiracy theorism. Like life? they go, Oh, it must be because of this. Clearly that's the answer. That's like it's about as provable as saying that there are government conspiracies for blah blah blah, aliens, something, something, etc. Like it's life very can right. imitate art in a way <laughs> that does... is sometimes really interesting or really weird. But sure. at the same time, blaming a rise in car theft, uh, specifically, they were specifically blaming it against GTA, mm-hmm. a game that has not had a new game since, what was it, 2015, where it first came out for the consoles? It's or did uh, it come out for PC in 2015? Even, maybe. So yeah, it's Show me the almost seven years old. Well, you say, you say that, but you're only calling it for GTA 5. Don't forget. Okay, what other car games have come out in the last decade? No, no, no. Like I'm any... saying that GTA is a long-running franchise. Yes. I w- I'd need data, like, I need this correlation to coincide for the past 20 years. You know what I mean? In the yeah. same yeah. way that fucking uh, animal cockfighting has, um, has a huge rise since Pokemon for the last 25 years. <laughs> you know? I just don't... I, I just hate it. I, I hate it because it's it is it's not just because it's the the it's absurd. Yes, it's the it's the choice absurd. of yeah it's 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 the choice of uh what do you call it? I guess pastime that I engage in the most uh in terms of just like oh yeah passive like like creativity and and sort of uh, stress relief and all that kind of stuff. But it's also mm-hmm. just like how gullible do you really have to be? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying that the actual percentage. Is so. It's statistical noise, is what it is. Of any influence possible, like, you know, yes. anytime you want to blame a video game, it's like, well, why don't you blame? I don't know. Anyone who would actually blame a video game, game for their behavior probably would have done that thing anyway. This yeah, it's I don't like, know that for that's sure. That's kind of how I see it. It's like, can you really blame video games for being like, yeah, I could totally steal a car right now? Just like in my video game. Just yeah. like in my TV show. Just like in my book. But like, in GTA, what do you do to steal said car? If it's not a car that's already running, how do, does it teach you how to like hotwire a car? Because no, I'm pretty sure those are things just, you gotta this go. Is you just walk up to it and get you, in. And if there's someone in there, you, you just throw them out of the car. Step yeah, by step, the, the, the car theft that you see, which is okay. literally... If a car is parked somewhere and doesn't have someone tell you just pull them out, yep. obviously you can't even do that because there's anti-theft measures in modern cars for that anyways. But right? you walk up to the car, you elbow the glass, it breaks, you unlock the door from you know the inside at that point, and then your, car, your, your, your character hops in the car, they fiddle around with it, you don't really see what's happening, and then you start driving. Magic. Okay. And it's like... It's like a fifth. It's uh, not even fifteen seconds. It's like a seven-second interaction. I will yeah, also say that if you have played, G- played GTA Five, you can steal cars. 
But I can also tell you that you can do much worse things, first of all. Sure, and, exactly. And stealing cars is not really that big part of a game. It's Yes, it's in the title, but that's not like the point of the game is to steal cars. It's just, I don't know why they named it Grand Theft Auto, really, because less than 10% of the activities in the game are to steal cars, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I've I've played a GTA. I I like it's not even something that's that's new to it, honestly, or like strictly just that game franchise. Because I don't know if you guys remember La Noire, very similar right. gameplay style, same yeah. thing. Um, and like, of course, you have any any sort of open world game like Cyberpunk, same thing. It's just you know, it's not like there's any sort of mechanics involved. It's just, yeah. you know, hit X to steal this car. Like, oh, whoop, I'm teaching a future generation how to steal cars. I'm so also going to put it out there that, and again, I'm sorry for getting onto this whole tangent, but if you're going to uh, accuse GTA of causing some other bad activity in your uh, municipality or whatever, maybe point to the gun violence, but then... The gun violence thing might, I don't know, might make you feel worse about your Second Amendment thing. So uh, maybe that's why you don't attack it for some reason. But Jay, if we take out the Call of Duties and the yeah. vi- gun the violence modern goes warfares? down, uh, people will just get the bow and arrows and then the bow and arrow crime will Ooh. be on the rise. And then my rocks right. will be thrown. That's my right to wooden shafts. Wow. Second Amendment right to be shafted uh, by the government. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, that's my, that's so my what's all this about more Avatar? Yes, is this is so, this the blue guys? Be more Avatar? No, nope, nope, the, the other Avatar, the, the blue guys with the fingers. Yeah, yeah, nope, the blue other fingers. one, the blue finger blue guys man. with the USB no, 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 key wait, tails. It's the blue forehead man. Oh, blue forehead blue man. Forehead. Yes. Blue forehead man, the the FedEx guy. I mean, I I think I mentioned earlier that I've watched not in this episode, but I've finally seen like Avatar, uh, Lost Airbender over the course of the pandemic, which it was entertaining. It was a little bit too geared towards a younger audience for me, but I still liked it and. I know a lot of people like it. So Nickelodeon is creating the Avatar Studios to create and expand upon the last Avatar universe, which I think is really cool. It's a very responsible way, hopefully, to take control of that franchise. As okay. opposed to all the weird stuff that they were going to do with it. There was like movie talks and live action adaptation talks and a bunch of there stuff There was like a that. 3D animated adaptation. Yeah. There like, was no. Of... There was there... no live action movie done by M. Night Shyamalan. No. I have no idea. That was 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 the other Avatar. That was the Blue Hand Man. Yeah. That was the James Cameron movie? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, Which I've never seen, by the way. (laughs) And I won't. I I still haven't seen the Avatar movie, actually. The one Uh, with the blue people. I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm it's not basically gonna watch it been described no to me as space Pocahontas. So I'm I'm yes, gonna... actually, yes. I was going to say it's a whole bunch of tree hugging hippie crap. And <laughs> I think uh, we've, we've yeah, we talked about that before. But totally. Anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I know a lot of people who respect that franchise. I also respect that uh, sort 
franchise and, and there are parts of I this franchise that I respect. Um, I don't really know what my expectations are for this newly announced Avatar Studios yeah. thing because so many previous uh, additions to this world have been just scrapped. There was the mm-hmm. uh, there was the Netflix live action adaptation that was announced a couple of years ago, and then in the news last year, the the creators of avatar just like left they left the project um oh i remember it was something like it was due to creative differences but i feel like everything is usually due to creative differences um so i don't know um you know i wasn't a huge fan of legend of korra for reasons but you know i loved the original series the last airbender so i really do hope that this this never actually finished either I feel like you should at least finish The Last Airbender. I should. Season I should, 3 I think, gets real good. But here's the thing. I only ever watched it on uh, YTV back when I was in, like, high school. <laughs> oh, those nice. were the days. Yativ. Yeah. I so, mean, it's like, on Netflix. I, yeah. I, I, I could. There's nothing really stopping me from going to watch it other than just, yeah, I'm not watching it right now. This, I mean, you have it. you have a lot of things you do in your spare time. Yeah. You so, could replace anime with it could. American cartoon. Well, animated in South Korea, but produced by an American American company. cartoon. I mean, I think Simpsons is also drawn in uh, Asia now, too. Really? I didn't know that. That wouldn't surprise me. Sure. Wow. So, well, now I, I mean, gotta look it up. When you American have a, a, a cartoon. culture that feels like paying their animators basically less than poverty wages, then it's mm-hmm. it's very profitable to have your animation done there. Yeah. Um speaking so, of anime. Anime. The final film of the rebuild of Evangelion series, which is the remake Finally. of Evangelion. Finally. It's only Evangelion years, years and years late. 3.0 plus 1.0. So, so back when Rice Upon a Time Back when Ava 3 came out, uh-huh. uh, they announced Ava 3 and Ava 4 at the same time. And they, they were did? like, yeah, Ava, Ava 4 is going to be coming out in 2015. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you've looked at Checks a calendar lately. Year. I don't know if you've <laughs> checked year? a calendar lately. What year is it? Uh, so apparently, Anno uh, had, had some depression issues with how Ava 3 was released. And he was like, yeah, I don't want to make the fourth movie anymore. And then okay, uh, Toho, Ava... the guys behind Godzilla, were like, hey, Ano, we want to watch Ava 4. So come make Godzilla for us and get out of your fucking depressive slump, you piece of shit. And okay, then well, so Ano the went and made The entire series has been an homage to his journey through depression. I'm not surprised that depression has reared its ugly head for him again. Oh, yeah. The fact that it happened again was just like, yeah, sounds oh, no. about right. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, issues, I don't. Puberty, depression is not depression. fun. I don't wish it on anyone. It's just, no. it sucks when it's like the creator of something that's like a creative thing. You can't just be like, okay, well, we'll just have someone else make it. Like, you can't just do that. Yeah. And it's like, as bad as it sounds, too, as like, because, like, the way that if you want to boil it down as sort of like brutally as we are, it's like, at least you're monetizing your depression. Yes. Yeah. But. Like no. honestly, Ava three Bad. 
was extremely divisive uh, among the fan base because like Ava 1 and Ava 2, their their first and second rebuild, uh they had for the most part they were the series. They followed the series almost identically uh mm-hmm. with just minor changes to keep fans guessing is this a remake? Is this a sequel? Is this like a, a Groundhog Day loop? What's going on? And then Ava 3 basically bitch slaps the fans and answers just about all of those questions within mm-hmm. the first couple minutes. And then just yeah. goes off on this wild tangent with really cool set pieces. Like Ava 3 was basically an action movie. Whereas wow. uh, Ava can't wait to watch in it. the past has been more about like. It's still it's still an action series, but it has more to do with like the the character developments, yep. the uh, the interactions. But, yeah, Ava three say, like, has that, but it doesn't focus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this movie Ava four, I'm so excited for it because I I am monkey brain and I like action movie and uh, the <laughs> Ava rebuild series have been thoroughly good for me. So I, Evangelion three plus one, thrice upon a time. Yeah, I'm totally here for this. And it's going to be one of I, the longest movies ever to be released. And one of the longest anime movies yeah. ever. Like they're not splitting it up part one, part two. They're like, let's just get it done. I have not games. watched. I have not watched Evangelion since like the original. I want to get back into it because I do like that sort of story and that universe. I just haven't gone into it, but I'm going to wait until everything's released so I can watch. Pretty like I'll I'll marathon it. Do it because I'll marathon the whole thing. Like quite as frankly, long as, I well, rebuild... I say that, but then like the last movie is going to be like seven hours, so I'm not going to marathon it. It's going to be like anything over three hours. I think the rebuild the kind series of movie is... where you need a pee break in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I've so far the rebuild series I think is probably the most easy way to uh, to get into Let's Evangelion. See. Because the time investment isn't as huge. I guess. Like, when you talk about a, a, a 24-episode series plus the even end of Evangelion movie, like, for the original run, mm-hmm. you're talking about, like, an 8- to 10-hour time investment right there. To be uh, fair, the movies are about going to add up to 8-10 to 10 hours. Depending on the length of Evangelion 4, it might. But at the same time, it goes through it much faster. Right. Oh, you mean story pacing? Yeah, I exactly. Mm. <sighs> yeah, there's so slight tangent. There have been some interesting video essays about the world and the story of Ava. I'm not going to get into any of it, just in case there are spoilers for anyone. But they're really interesting because they go into some behind the scenes things about Anno's creation of this and how it just reflected his mental state throughout a lot of the creation, including the famous like ending episode that made no sense to like people at face value. Um, and then they ran going out of budget. Into, that's that was the the thing it was like, oh, they ran out of budget. Oh, this and that. That's why that last episode sucked so much. And there were a say lot of sucked. things that <laughs> it was just it very clear. They ran it out was... of budget. They had to wrap things up. So it was rushed. It was different. And that's why they eventually had to create the end of Ava movie once the budget came back around. Mm-hmm. So the last episode 
actually, if you take it from the context of whose point of view the last episode is from, it does make total sense, despite the whole budget thing. Um, that last episode was supposed to be from Shinji's point of view. End of Ava was everything that happened around him while he was going through those events. Yeah. So, anyway. Fantastic uh, dissertations on Ava have happened in like the last 20 years. It's kind of crazy. I can believe that it. This series has been so timeless throughout all of this. On top of I that, I think only Pokemon beats out Ava for the amount of insane merch there is. Ooh, you're probably uh, right Pokemon too. Has so much cool stuff. Uh, it it is a. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it is Pokemon's 25th anniversary coming up. They announced a lot of fun stuff. I looked at a lot of it. I'm super into it. Pokemon Snap 2 is coming out. Uh, Pikachu's old Pro enough to get cheap cards. There's like this weird, like Breath of the Wild sort of approach to one of the new games they announced. Yeah. It looks real cool. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I already know what <sighs> games I really want to play. And if I want to have, like, if that one ends up reviewing really well, I might get that one too because it looks really cool. It looks really cool, but at the same time, like, I feel like they could have gone in certain directions with it, but they just kept the formula the exact same. Like, they were like, oh, oh, yeah, Sinnoh. Yeah, well, it's still, like, there's still, like, it's a What if it was, like, years ahead of time? And they're, like, showing the architecture, and so, yeah, that looks like it's, like, 50, 60, way ahead of the other one. And then, like, they show you the actual trainers and people, and they look like they're... Nothing about it really, rather... Small things about it feel like it could be set in the past of the Pokemon series, but then you see them doing the exact same thing with uh, Pokeballs and all this this high technology kind of stuff that seems like it already exists, and it's just like, what, what was that always there? Were cavemen throwing Pokeballs at fucking uh, Cave Mewtwo? Always. Uh, always. Always. They, they they dug up Pokeballs from, from rocks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I feel like they could have made it in a way where they took out some of the things that feel like sci-fi in Pokemon and made it more you and your monster bros traveling across the the, the wild countryside. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that they are trying to sort of branch out at least the feeling of it, even if the actual gameplay hasn't really changed too much. But, I mean, it sort of gives you hope, right? Because... The franchise is, you know, that's the biggest uh, criticism is that, oh, you're basically playing the same game over and over again. But that's part of the problem is that it's so popular and and they'd be sort of foolish to change too much all at once. So hopefully we might see something, you know, evolve over time, just like Pokemon. But to expect... uh, Anything more than gradual change, I think, is asking a lot. Having that said, it looks like Cyndaquil's going to be a starter, and I'm all for that. I just want to point out that Pokemon's formula has put them at literally the biggest franchise in the world. Yeah. Like, here I am complaining about a scale formula, but it it works. It works. What are they going to do? Make less money. No. Yeah, not yeah. exploit that out of the goodness of their hearts. Right. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to try and get my hands on... I'm, I might get my hands on a Switch earlier than I thought just to play like Pokemon Snap, 
um, at the very least. And then afterwards, who knows? I still want a uh, Switch Pro, but that's going to be a while, I think. But I'm okay to wait uh, because there's some really good games coming out right now. So no big deal. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, We're pretty I, I much. Think, uh, I think our... we have run yeah. out of words. Oh my god. Words. Words. I'm hitting my word limit today. Sorry, guys. No worries. Goodbye now. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. <laughs>